and welcome to Media MD, your fortnightly dose of media that you have somehow missed. I am Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And it is good to be back this fortnight, Elliot. We are talking about Apocalypto, which we talked about it last, you know, when you prescribed it last fortnight. I really was yeah. quite apprehensive about, <laughs> about <laughs> it. Like, the Mel Gibson connection, it's very, very much put me in the mood of like, oh, I have to watch this thing. But uh, I I had relatively low expectations and it definitely blew them out of the water. I was quite, I quite enjoyed this movie. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's sort of, I, that's what I was sort of trying to convey. And I, I don't know how good a job I did, I guess. Um, yeah. I think uh, hearing Mel Gibson made a movie about, you know, a, a minority culture is like, ooh. Mm. Um, but no, <laughs> yeah, it, definitely. it was good. It was fun. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's do the... The traditional plot summary here. So <laughs> we're following this this uh, kind of small group of um, Mayans, um, specifically the the kind of hunting tr- the hunting crew of a small Mayan tribe. So there's like you know five or well, six so of them in this crew. Sorry, I, I I don't know if they're Mayans. I think they're just hunter gatherers. I I don't know. Uh, you know, this is just showing right, how little sure. I know. Um, yeah, that that's fair. But yeah, um, yeah, it, it's a hunter gatherer tribe living in the uh, forests. Yes. Um, the forests of kind of Central America. Yeah. Um, so we specifically follow uh, a character called Jaguar Paw, who is the son of maybe the chief of the village, maybe just the leaders of the hunters. I was a little unsure. Um, yeah. But we we basically follow him as he <laughs> becomes foretold to bring about the end of Mayan civilization uh, and and welcome the uh, the invading Spanish. Um, but that's not really what the plot is. Uh, the plot <laughs> is his village gets uh, you know uh, raided by this group of these these folks are definitely Mayans. Um, yeah, who are trying to find people to sacrifice to appease the gods, which are kind of you know causing famine and blight across their people. Um, he escapes from being sacrificed and then it kind of turns into Die Hard for a bit where they're trying to hunt him down and he <laughs> does some cool little tricks to uh, to take out these mines that are chasing him um, and get back to his family. And and that's the plot. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's all just a series of horrifying events. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, so where do, what do I want to start off talking about? I don't know. God, <laughs> I, I think let's start with... Um, I want to talk about a quote from from Mel Gibson and the other writer of this movie, whose name I've forgotten. Basically, they they were saying they wanted to shake up the action-adventure genre by making a foot chase that would feel like a car chase that just keeps turning the screws, right? Um, yeah, okay. And I think I, they, I they succeeded. Yeah, I see that. Um, although maybe it's worth pointing out, this movie kind of has two halves, right? Like, <laughs> it... It it takes longer than you would expect for him to escape from these Aztecs from being uh, sorry not Aztecs from being sacrificed by the Mayans. Um, the first half of the movie is basically just them kind of hanging out and then uh, trekking to the Mayan capital, basically. Yeah. See, I I would have almost said it has three half no three thirds three halves three halves. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, there's like the the start which goes on for a bit longer than I I keep expecting uh, when I've when I've seen the movie, yeah. which is just where they're peaceful. And then when they get raided, then there's sort of a third of the movie dedicated to the Mayans bringing them in to um, kill them and then Jaguar Poor yeah. escapes. And then there's the th- the final third of the movie, which is this uh, forest-based chase scene. Yeah. Yeah, true. I, I think uh, here's something I want to talk about, right? So 
it's such a big trope nowadays that like oh this main character he has a family that makes him human and that means we can relate to him and then when stuff happens we want him to succeed because he has a family right like that's a yeah a very common hollywood trope but this movie does it so well like man i really rooted for this character and <laughs> it's great because i you know there's not this character isn't that unique like he's a fairly standard character um I just, yeah, it just was done so well. It was really well made. Uh, no, there's definitely that sense. Um, so when the village first gets raided, he manages to hide his pregnant wife and son um, mm-hmm. down in this sort of empty well type thing. Yeah, basically like a cave. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets captured and, you, you know, he's getting dragged off and you really do get this sense of shit. They're stuck down there now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think, I think it's worth pointing out that, um, you know, we get attached to the family and we get attached to the village and it's not just a, oh, his village is dead. Now it's time for his story. The villagers, the village doesn't just get wiped out. Like the villagers are taken for the second third of the movie, you know, and and they're around, right? Yeah. It's not just, oh, now this part's over and we get to his story. It's the, (laughs) the village is still exist they're still all kind of there for most of the story it's it's definitely jaguar paw's story but they're they're you know the rest of the village you know they're all traveling together um so you know they're all still around yeah yeah and and that makes the connection he has to his village as a motivator and the connection he has to his family by extension of that so much stronger i think and it that's really why you root for him as a character um yeah. yeah. I thought that was I thought that was really well done. And one more thing I want to say about that actually is <laughs> the way we're introduced to Jaguar Paw, he's a jerk. In, in particular, I forget the name of the character, but the big his, the big guy who who can't manage his to impregnate name is like his blunted wife. something. I'm not sure. Yeah, they're such assholes to him. Like yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, let me t- say what happens. So they're basically off on a hunting mission and uh the first time we see Jaguar Paw, we're kind of taken through the perspective of this other guy in the hunting tribe whose name is, I can't remember, it's Blunted something. He's basically this big guy, but everyone's giving him shit because he hasn't had any children yet. He, he's, you know, probably infertile or something that means that he and his wife can't have children. Hmm. Um, and they're making fun of him. And then Jaguar Paw kind of, they kill this, uh, this not a pig, a tapir, I suppose. Um and they're all kind of allocating bits of meat, and Jaguar Paw gives him the balls of the tapir, and they're all making fun of him and saying he needs it for virility. Yeah. Um, basically just kind of really, like, schoolyard jock-style bullying him. Um, yeah, exactly. And it, it made me think, okay, well, this guy, Blunted, is obviously the main character. Jaguar Paw is kind of the jerk. Maybe they'll kind of ha- find some mutual respect later on when they get raided or whatever. But no, it... Jaguar Poor is the main character, and it's <laughs> it's a great. It's just I really it it really showed this like really interesting perspective on him as a character. He's like, yeah, he makes fun of this guy, and they all kind of have this you know play fighting aspect. But he really does care a lot about his village and about his wife and child specifically, and it makes him feel just much more of a real character. You know? Yeah, definitely. I think I think what they were going for with um blunted guy um is he uh like he he's kind of set up to show um that there really is this sense of loyalty to the tribe um 
by the end of the movie um because you know like they do stick it out once they're captured and there's that sense of well you know we're kind of a, a dickhead to you but you know we do love you i guess is, is sort yeah. of what they were going for um, even blunted that's his full name actually i thought it was just the first half oh, of his really? name, but I looked it up his <laughs> name is just blunted um even he he kind of has his arc as part of the village like he wants to kind of fight and and die but fight his way out of of this situation um we we don't end up seeing the resolution of any of the arcs for these other villages though because jaguar poor is he runs away he's he's kind of chased out off um and that's kind of the end of that we don't really see what happens to them um yeah yeah uh presumably they all die uh, really yes it's kind of well, maybe because the majority of the people that were going to kill them have just run off to chase, um, to to chase Jaguar Paw. So who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah, they may have been left with a small number of guards they could overpower or something. Yeah, but I think the best case is they they are now just part of that Mayan civilization, which seems to be going downhill anyway. So not a great outcome. Yeah. Um, what should we talk about next? Uh. I think it's the next thing to to point out here is I really did like the cinematography of the movie. I thought it was very good. Mm. I think it's, a lot of it is quite like shaky cam, but that makes sense for the film because it is, you know, <laughs> it is this fast paced, basically extended chase scene in the parts where it's shaky cam, and so yeah. it, it worked for it. Um, and the this uh, I really loved the sets and all the sorts of filming locations. Like you know, yeah. wherever they actually went and filmed it was was beautiful. Um and I don't know exactly how they did the the temples, like the Mayan sort of pyramid things, yeah. but they were great. Yeah, they built these kind of replica Mayan temples, and there's parts where there's this incredible like set design, like all these characters all kind of painted in different colors, and it's like it's beautiful. It's like yeah, I don't know how historically accurate that part is. I couldn't. I tried to look it up, and I couldn't figure out, you know, whether they had these different colors to symbolize these different groups, but. It worked so well, both on a storytelling shorthand perspective and just like a fucking being beautiful to look at perspective. It was great. Yeah. So, I mean, because my understanding of the movie is that it's, you know, it's not like a textbook. So there's there's some poetic license taken, um, but it's yep. generally quite accurate. Like, I think some people have said they, they maybe, you know, went a bit too far on making them like violent and stuff like mine's yep. weren't all like that. But um. I think, like, overall, it, it, it deserves some credit for its historical, or its attempt to be historically accurate. Yeah, I think it has gotten quite a fair amount of praise for historical accuracy, but obviously Mel Gibson is a controversial figure, so there is a lot of criticism as mm. well. Um, yeah. You know, things like, oh, the Mayans didn't really do these kind of sacrifices, they only sacrificed people that, like, were, were royal or had been treated really well or whatever. I, you know, I, I think there are criticisms to make there, but it, it is... A film for entertainment and so they do take artistic license with it um yeah i think it's worth talking about what the film is trying to say because it does feel like a movie that has a message right yeah. um in fact the movie opens with a quote and i'm just going to read it out here it's uh, a great civilization is not conquered from without until it has destroyed itself from within by w durant um and that kind of <laughs> tells yeah, that, us what that, the thesis of the film is I was right? to say that that pretty much covers it um yeah, because I have seen, I, I did see one criticism as I was prepping for, for the prescription uh, two weeks ago, which sort of talked about how they saw, this person saw the the message of the movie as being very pro, 
um, the Spanish invasion. Like it was like the Spanish mm. saviors came at the end, which I thought was very interesting because yeah. that is the exact opposite impression I got. Like it was very much, um, I, I very much got a sense that the Spanish were arriving as conquerors that were going to make things worse. Like, uh, yes. you know, the movie ends yeah. with um, Jaguar having his family and they see the Spanish people and Jaguar basically says, um, no, let's get out of here and go into the forest. Yeah, let's like, not go near those guys. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a sense of out of the frying pan into the fire um, that I got, at least. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I would echo that sentiment. I think I saw the same criticism. And it, it it's kind of framed, the, the criticizer framed it as, hey, the Mayans are savages and now the Spanish are here to, to cleanse them. But, you know, that's not really the impression you get, right? Like, It certainly wasn't the one I got. Yeah, the impression I got, at least, is like there are these you know, these Mayans, in quotes, like Jaguarpur and his village that are trying to live a simple but good quality life. But because of kind of infighting of these people, the empire has waned and that means that it's going to be basically destroyed. And so all those ways of life are going to be lost. Um, but I think it's... It, it. I was kind of surprised by the, I guess, almost environmental message that the movie seemed to have at times. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when they get to the Mayan city, basically we see a lot of poverty, sickness, and slavery, and it's kind of, to me it was indicating at least, hey, these are the societal issues that are causing this civilization to go bad, right? Yeah. Um, so I was researching, uh, so in the film there's there's this kind of class of people that are all covered in white dust that are like painting a, 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 a new temple, basically. And so I was researching it and found about this... Um, this like theory that a historian put forward that that this kind of cement what <laughs> basically messed with the Mayan ecosystem because it takes so many trees to chop down, therefore they don't have good land or to fertilize to make fertilizer for their farming, therefore they all get sick and, and hungry. Um, and basically, it, it kind of paints this message that like decadence and anti environmentalism destroys civilizations, which I thought was an interesting you know point for the film to be making. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's it's one of the primary films of the goal, uh, sorry, primary goals of the film. Um, but it's definitely it's definitely there. I, I definitely got a little bit of that impression too. It's the Mayan culture yeah. is built up as something that is, um, gr- has grown well beyond its means and is not taking care of its land. Like all the, um, and that's yeah. that really comes to a head when there's the like pit of bodies that Jaguar Paw falls in. That's just like just yeah. outside the city. Um, yeah. it gives you that sense of like. These people are very out of touch with the land. Yeah, and it's very like you know, like anti-classist as well. <laughs> like, oh yeah, definitely. There's there's definitely the the poor, then there's the the ruling elite, and it's the movie seems to very much be saying, hey, this is not a good way for society to function, which seems very uh, on on point criticism for 2006 that I wouldn't have expected from uh, Mel Gibson, I suppose um yeah yeah it's it really is an interesting movie it is it's a movie that defies expectations in a, in a bunch of ways um but i really enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i think i, I want to say one more thing and that's talking about the character of zero wolf which is the name that i had to look up because i didn't know what his name was he is the like leader of the baddies at this point uh, not not the leader of the mayan civilization but the leader of the people that kind of catch yeah the raiding party type thing yeah, yeah. Um, Zero Wolf is such an interesting character because we're introduced to him as a businessman, really. Like, they they go around raiding these groups 
to to sacrifice or sell into slavery and there are a few times when you know one of the one of the raiders will try and kill somebody or or punish them or something and zero wolf will stop them basically saying hey don't beat them that's our merchandise or or, you know whatever it is Um, yeah it's definitely not like you know he's doing the right thing for the wrong reasons by stopping the beatings yeah yeah he's not he's not cartoonishly vicious you know yeah Um, yeah definitely and over time, you know, his son gets killed by Jaguar Poor, and that's when he really kind of goes off the deep end and just is like, let's kill this guy. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, I found him a very compelling villain for that reason. Like, he's not, he's not two-dimensional. He's interesting. Um, he even doesn't seem to care that much about getting Jaguar Poor back until his son dies, and then it becomes personal. Yeah, well, Jaguar Paul, uh, Jaguar Poor sort of runs off. So there's this whole scene where the, the villagers are basically told, if you can like escape from this pit while we shoot you with bows and arrows, then you get to live. Um, yep. And his son is then put at the end of that as a sort of last barrier to try and prevent them from escaping. Um, yep. And you know, like Jaguar Paul makes it out, and they don't necessarily even really chase after him uh, until it becomes clear that Jaguar Paul has killed the son as as part of his escape, and that's when it yes. really turns yeah, into and that's when fuck it becomes, this guy. Hey, we need to get this guy back. Yeah, uh, or kill him. <laughs> um, yeah, I found it really compelling. I found all the characters to be so multi-dimensional and interesting. Um, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Good movie. Good movie. Liked it. Really liked it. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I'd I'd call it a sort of hidden gem, hidden behind some of its own. Um, yeah, know. context. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it is a. Uh, yeah, I really did just like it. And you know what? I'm going to give it a number, and that number's going to be an 8.5 out of 10. All right. Pretty good. All right. Um, so that means it's my turn to to recommend something, Elliot. And this is something yeah. that I really can't believe you haven't seen, right? Like, <laughs> man, this is just the kind of movie that you should have seen, Elliot. And knowing you, knowing the kinds of movies that you like, this is one of them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it's as simple as that. <laughs> okay. Well, um, see you in two weeks, everyone. Um well, yeah, so well, let's actually say what it is. Uh, so we're talking about a movie called It Follows next fortnight. Um, a horror yeah. movie that came out something like three or four years ago. I'm not too sure of the date. It must um, have been longer than that because I, I'll say the, the reason I have a general awareness of this film is mostly from the good wife subplot that kind of revolved around the movie. Um, <laughs> okay. Which is a weird kind of context. But it, uh, so I guess, you know, spoilers for season six of Good Wife, uh, of The Good Wife, which we have talked about. So go watch that episode if you haven't seen The Good Wife, because it's a great show. Um, Eli Gold in season six of The Good Wife uh, gets replaced as Peter's election manager person and mm-hmm. starts constantly quoting It Follows to the person who's replaced him and basically sets himself up as the monster from it follows to that replacement uh, to kind of like wear them down and and just sort of take their place back um and so that's really all i know about the movie going in is that this monster right. just sort of constantly sure. follows you um or something yeah um yeah the clues in the title uh it follows um <laughs> yeah this is a great movie uh so it came out in 2014 i just checked and okay this movie oh man like it it really just felt like it shook up the horror genre at the time um it's so original like it's so different um in the sense that like the first 20 or 30 minutes of this movie is just kind of following a a a girl in a small town and just kind of her life and it's really 
compelling. Like, <laughs> it, it defies a lot of conventions in that way. Um, okay. It's a beautifully shot movie. The cinematography is excellent. And uh, the soundtrack to the movie is also really good. It's done by a guy called uh, Disaster Piece, who, if you're in the into the games, video game soundtrack world, you'll know him. He did the soundtrack for, like, Fez, um, for a bunch of really well-known indie games. Um, and he mm-hmm. also did the soundtrack for It Follows. And it's <laughs> great. Um, yeah. It, there's a lot that I want to say about this movie, but obviously... We'll save that for two weeks. Um, yeah. In general, just just a great, creepy, intense, well-shot, beautifully-sounding horror movie. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure you will love it, Elliot. Okay. Yeah, I look forward to it. Um, well, I guess that's the end of our show for, for this fortnight. Yeah. So uh, make sure you uh, shoot us an email. Our email address is mediamd at gmail.com. Uh, no, mediaempdpodcast at gmail.com. If you uh, have any thoughts on It Follows or Apocalypto, uh, we might feature your comments in the next episode. Um, if you want to find the email address to do that, you can, or if and you don't remember it from when I just said it, you can <laughs> check out our website, which is mediaempdpodcast.com. Um, that has links to our other show, Deep Impact, uh, which is a cool show that you should check out, as well as uh, our Twitter, our iTunes, so you can leave us a review if you'd like. Um, yeah, all that good stuff, as well as all the clues for the Media MD ARG. You can help us figure out just who is Dr. MD and why is his depiction of Mayan culture so close to being historically accurate. Elliot, why don't you tell the listeners this fortnight's clue? Watch. Watch. And we will see you next fortnight. Watch.